as Smurfreesboro. The views and opinions on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of WGNS, its management, other hosts, or advertisers. Good evening, everyone. Edwin Lee Raymer here with you. 8 o'clock again on another Sunday night. Glad to be here with you. We've got a great guest with us tonight. She is with the Murfreesboro City School Board, and that is Amanda Moore. You got her mic on there? You got her mic on, Zach. Thank you. Amanda, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me here. Glad to have you here. If I forget to tell you, thank you for agreeing to do this. We appreciate it. My pleasure. We had uh, Claire Maxwell with us last week with the county uh, school board. Now, you're not a teacher, right? No, I'm not a teacher. No, you're just on the board. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we'd spoken over the phone. You know Becky Goff and, you know, David Settles. I do. Are, are they still letting them hang around down there? They, they, they do. I have to sit between those two at our board meetings. You know, I told her, folks, that might be, that must be like being a rose between two thorns. Uh, I said, great. well, maybe it's like a thorn between two roses, too. That's <laughs> them, right? They're good folks, both of them. Um, we're going to be talking about... Murfreesboro City Schools, uh, what's being done there? Uh, you're up for, you're going to run for re-election, I believe? I am, yes. I'm up this year. Now, these are four-year terms, mm-hmm. right? That's correct. Okay. Now, how do you all do it? Just Are there so many slots open and then... Uh... That's right. Yeah, so we don't have zones in the city. The how city, many of you are on the board? Seven. Seven of you. Seven okay. of us. We're all at large, which means the whole city votes for us. We represent the whole city. Uh, we're on four-year terms, but they're staggered. So this mm-hmm. year, three seats... Will be up, and okay. in two years, four seats will be up. And you do have to live in the city limits. Of you do have Murphy to live Borough. in the city limits. Okay. That's correct. All right, we're going to talk with Amanda more about that. I'll tell you what, uh, Zach, if we can. Let's go ahead and do our intro, okay? And Amanda Moore's here with us. But for right now, my name is Evan Lee Raymer, and yes, I'm still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host Ed Raymer on your good neighbor station. News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro. And that is a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. And this is the Evan Lee Raymer Show, and I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at studios of WGNS AM 1450, 100.5, or 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Now, you can reach me and Amanda tonight. Zach will take your questions, calls, or comments at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. You can also send Zach a text to that number, and he'll be glad to write your question down or read it to us over the air if you do not want to go on the air uh, live, we understand that. You can also listen to us via the internet at wgnsradio.com and on Facebook Live at Facebook at the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on WGNS. And also, you can download WGNS with the WGNS app and take us with you wherever you go. Listen whenever you wish. Some good shows on there. Angela Bingham, who when we walked in, I couldn't remember her name to say, but she'll probably ring my neck when she says that. But she does simplicity. She's a good lady. She's been on there about four years. Stephen Reynolds does uh, the Man in the Middle podcast, and it's it's good. Look it up. You'll you'll get some good information there, and all the other shows. Jason Qualls does financial coaching, and then of course John and uh, uh, well, 
Brian Barrett. I can't remember. I can't think the number to write everybody's name down. Uh, they do a lot of the prep sport. Well, they do all the prep sports here. And, of course, we're the flagship station for MTSU Sports. So there's a lot going on. And like I said, we have Miss Amanda Moore here. She's with Murfreesboro City School Board. You have three seats that will be opened up this year. Uh, now, who all, if you got anybody running for re-election or just you, or you got any people who's going to step aside, or what do you think? Do I'm you not know? sure. You're I don't not know. Sure yet? Not sure yet, yeah. It's still working its way out. People are qualifying, deciding if they're going to run. Right. Okay. Let me ask you something, um, and this is a big question. You told me you all do have some portables, but they're not used for the students. They're used simply for storage or whatever the case, or class, uh, teacher rooms, that sort of thing, and not right. at every school. And not at every school. No, no. So you haven't reached yet, but the, but you are bursting at the seams. We are bursting at the seams, especially on the west side of town. So we opened right. a new school three years ago, Salem Elementary. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. school, fantastic right. school. It's already bursting at the seams. We right. have music teachers having to use carts to get around because our music room is being used as a classroom. Um, Overall Creek was the school we opened before that. It too is bursting at the seams. So we're really feeling the, the growing pains of, of Murfreesboro on that side of town. Are there any plans on the board right now for another school to be built or are, are, there, are there always plans for another school to be well built? we we always have to think ahead for that because sure. so we're I, I know our administration is always working with the city saying where are we getting permits for more neighborhoods where are the kids going to be moving in what's going on because we have to look ahead for right that. yeah sure. and um yeah right now we're in the middle of of uh, a zoning a rezoning to try to make a little more give us a little more comfort at some of those schools that are, right. are at the seams right now sure. and shift some of those students to other to other schools which we hate to do I know. no yeah. one likes yeah. to rezone we feel bad for anyone who gets rezoned and the good thing is our families love their schools murfreesboro city schools are great no right. one wants to leave their school right but you know when we think about the education the kids are able to get at the school if it becomes too crowded that can hurt the experience of those kids and we've just we have to make it tough can. decisions and i think i think a lot of people at the core understand this i mean the parents is who i'm talking about but man it would be hard to, to you know what grades do your schools encompass one through eight or pre-k through six pre-k through six mm-hmm. okay um yeah and i think par- parents get it on a theoretical level everybody does oh yeah sure, we, right. but until it's your kid <laughs> that's a whole other story um, you know uh what's your total number of students roughly last count i think we were right around 9400 9400 and you said we were talking before we went on the air you picked up about 400 more students just since the beginning of this school year yeah it's <laughs> a it's a rapid pace i mean if you think about how that divides out into classrooms of 20 kids i mean it's i'm surprised you didn't pick up more than that really I mean, I mean, the year's not over. So oh yeah, true. Every week, right. every week. Okay. Um, and how many schools are in your district? How thirteen. Many, we have thirteen elementary. Thirteen schools. elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, now, what what is the board's? What's on your current agenda right now? What's hot? What's not? What are you looking at? So the hot thing at the moment is that rezoning plan. So we just in the past two weeks had some public meetings. We had some town halls. We had one at Salem and we had one at Overall Creek because those are the schools where we're going to have to shift some students out because they are so crowded. And then we also had an online town hall as well for you know parents or community members who couldn't make it to those. Right. And we're using that. You know, we have a our, our administration looked at two plans. 
One was a major rezoning. It was going to affect 1,300 kids. Man, this a is bunch a of kids. yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of kids. So what we opted for instead that we're looking at is a minor rezoning that's going to affect a few hundred kids. Still a lot of kids, a lot less right. than 1,300 though. Yeah, right. So that that's the live issue right now. So we got feedback from parents at those meetings. I know the administration's compiling all that for the board right now. We'll take a look at it. So we have a proposed plan. We're going to see what that feedback was and see if we need to change it at all based on that feedback. You know, so we have the the rezone maps. So we have new maps drawn with new zones. Some students are going to be shifted to Black Fox. Some will be shifted to Northfield. uh, Some be shifted to Case and Lane. But then we also have a grandfathering plan. So, you know, if a student is is high enough up in the grades at a school, we don't want them to have to leave for just one year. Sure. So so we have some, some grade levels that could be grandfathered, even if you get you're you're not in the new school zone after the map's drawn well and the thing is man when we found out because i talked again last week claire maxwell was good enough to come up and be with us and they're undergoing a massive aggressive very aggressive program uh for expansion of the buildings Mm -hmm. Uh, i believe five of them smyrna laverne riverdale oakland and blackman i think i think think. don't hold me to that people but it's in the papers and everything and everyone is really excited about it and all members voted for this, you know. And it's cost about $137 million, you know. But if you're going to live in the big city, and everyone wants to be here because our school system is that good, okay? I mean, pat yourself on the back, Rutherford County, you know. It's what brought me and my wife down here 25 years ago. And, you know, we built here. We built our home here. And, uh, you know, uh, and that, that's, that's what it takes, you know. Mm-hmm. And... The next uh, new school, as we talked last week, and I know you don't get into this, but at some point you might, uh, Amanda, but uh, the county school system. Uh, well, my kids school, are students in the county system. So. Sure. So, One in uh, Oakland, so it right. doesn't really matter so, to me. Here's the thing. Um, the next school is going to be pushing around $110 million. The last one, Rockvale, where I found out they saw them out there three years and they're already using portables, mm-hmm. which I could not believe. And this school, I went out to see it. I, I know I, I sound like a broken record to some of these people that listen all the time. But I went out there before they opened it. They were The guys were just finishing up, you know, all the, the, the cleaning up and all that. They were going to be opening within a month or something like that for the school year. And I said, man, this thing is a monster. It is. It is a monster of a school. It's it's bigger than some small college campuses. Mm. I mean, it's it's massive. And within a year or two, they're already using portables. You know. Yeah, that's but, how I felt about Salem when I first toured Salem. I thought this is just the finest school. Oh, yeah, We've got all yeah. these classrooms for science yeah. labs and music rooms, and they're all classrooms right now because we have so many students who've yeah. moved in in three years, same as Rockvale three years ago. Man, I'll tell you what, mm. that's uh, that's something else. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to our first series of breaks, Zach, if you don't mind. Amanda Moore's been good enough to stop by tonight. We're going to talk to her some more about uh, more what's going on with the uh, Murfreesboro City School District and then about what she does because she's an attorney as well, too. I'll tell you what, Zedwin Lee Raymond will be back with you in just a couple minutes. Stay with us, folks.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.borough.com. FamilyLegal.com. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's PIofMT.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. Want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at CompleteYardCareTN.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Go to J. Mellon's Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Muller's Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.borough familylegal.com that's all right and we are back with Amanda Moore and she's running for Murfreesboro City School Board what may I ask I'm not going to ask you your address anything where do you what part of town do you and your husband live in sure we live right by MTSU so you're right at MTSU because your husband works MTSU he does work at MTSU right. he's okay. a librarian there so we live right by Reeves Rogers Reeves Rogers, oh, okay, that area. right, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we used to live on the other side of campus near Hobgood. Okay, all right. Let me ask you something, and I know this, this is bound to cross your desk from time to time. What about meals with the schools? Are the the lunches and breakfast are they free now, or do people, the children pay for them? What I I don't I'm just asking. Yeah, the current status right now, we still have everybody getting free 
free breakfast and free right. lunch currently. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's a real priority with us is, is managing our food. I don't know if you remember back yeah. when the pandemic first started, we have something called the chow bus. And that was one of our big worries when COVID first hit and we sent all the kids home was we knew I know. so many of our and students. it was for, uh, nationwide. Yeah. A lot of the teachers were concerned about that. Yeah. So many of our students really rely on that for two, two meals a day. And right. we do a program in city schools where we have a backpack program where right. we send backpacks right. home with some kids over the weekend with some food for the weekend. And I don't mind. I, I think this lunch, let them be free, you know, because... You know, you know, it's interesting. Like, if you have enough kids who qualify for free or reduced, that the administrative cost of managing those applications, the paperwork, all that sort of thing, mm-hmm. it, at some point it becomes more efficient cost-wise. Right. Just to say everybody gets lunch well, and, and breakfast. as we were talking, I talk, I stopped by Mayor Bill Ketron's office, who, of course, we're back to the county matter now. And this was over artificial turf for the football fields, okay? And... Our son, as I told you, he's, he's in the yard care business, okay? But have we reached a point, and this sort, sort of correlates with what you're talking about, where it would be cheaper in the long run to go with the artificial turf because of the maintenance issue. Once it's down, that's it. It's down. There's no marking it. There's no keeping it up. There's, it's, it's marked. It's permanent. And it can be used for soccer as well. It can be, it can be marked for that. And there is no upkeep because with natural grass, you've got upkeep and got to be resodded and all that. And you have expense there. And we've got a bunch of county schools and a bunch of football teams. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I thought, and we were talking about that. And he said, you know, yeah. He said, we've, we've looked at that. And I think the county has reached that point to where on some things we've got to just bite the bullet. And what you're talking about there at lunch, I don't I have a problem with that. Kids need to eat, you know. It's their yeah. nutrition, it, 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 you know, to keep them alert and keep them going. Yeah, it affects you know. what our, you know, our, of course, our main purpose is to educate our kids. Make sure, sure they're growing in their education. And if they're hungry, we can't succeed I know. in what we're yeah. going to do. So yeah. it, it really does tie into our overall right. mission. Well, and then you had some kids. It got to be, when I was in school, uh, believe it or not, I did go to school back then. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean. We had some children. It was sort of embarrassing because they could not afford. Their parents didn't have funds to to pay for pay for a lunch. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord! Well, back then, when I started, lunch was like a quarter. Yeah, I believe you know, yeah. and then went to fifty cents. Wow! Right. You know? I was in the seventy-five cent generation. Those <coughs> okay. were my years. Yeah, you yeah. know, but. Uh, so, I, if, given that aspect of it, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem. I think, you know, if we do, 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 do you know, does the county do that as well? Do you know? I'm not, I know you're not on with the county. I believe so, because both my kids are, oh, okay. are getting free, free meals at school right now. And they're, they're in county high schools. Okay. Um, okay. County schools. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you want to do? Why are you running for re-election? So much. Um, I feel like at this point, I finally have a bit of a handle on what we do as a school board, what Murfreesboro City Schools does. And of course, the past two years have been so disrupted by the pandemic. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, me and Claire talked about it. Yeah, everything in mask, mandates on mask, all that stuff. Which really isn't, you know, that's just a tiny piece of what we're trying to do. And so I think we're all really looking forward to being able to get back to focusing on education. To do what you're there to do. Yeah. Yeah, instead of, you know. And, uh, yeah, with with the county, it's been a massive, I mean, everything, you know, 
I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't have to. My kid, oh, okay, you know, all right, we're about to get through this thing. If you get your vaccine, you won't have to worry about it after a while, you know. Uh, but um, can you remember where you were before all this mess started? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, at that time, the worst thing we'd had to do before that was was another was the rezoning when we opened Salem Elementary. Right. And um, but Excuse me, I've got a cough over here. I'm trying to get rid of. Go ahead, please. Yeah, but you know, we we thought we got a lot of emails about that. Yeah. And then COVID right. happened. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, but that's that's where we were before, and we're eager to get back to that because we have good things going on in city schools, and right. we're eager to return to that focus and give our teachers some return to normalcy because they have oh yeah they've been the heroes yeah. through this right they've uh, well you ran into angela on the way out i mean she's, yeah. i haven't seen her face in two years she's wear that mask all the time you know yeah and uh it's been it's 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 turned things upside down there's no doubt about it you know and uh it's uh hopefully hopefully we're seeing the end of this thing now, I, I know so. there'll be different variants and things like that i think yeah. that's going to be here from now on but uh who knows? We'll see. Okay. But, um, and again, you don't know how many other people are running for re-election. You're the first one we've had up. Yeah, don't know Don't know yet. So the, okay. the period's still open, so we'll see. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, you are an attorney. I am an attorney. What do you do? Tell us Tell us about your practice. Sure. I'm a, a with my partner, Amy Farah, we opened the Tennessee Center for Estate and Elder Law. So it's a big name, but it kind of describes what we do. So estate planning, elder law, and by that we mean planning for long-term care. Things like if mama's got to go to the nursing home, what can we do to make sure we don't lose the house? Or, you know, mom and daddy work their whole lives, they've got this life savings. We don't want it to all go to the nursing home if somebody gets sick. Is there something we can do to prepare for that? So we we represent people and help uh, think through those issues. We do other things like uh, probate. So when someone passes away, trying to help resolve the estate and also conservatorships, which is, you know, someone becomes incapacitated and they haven't done any planning before to say, you know, right. you're my, you've got my power of attorney or whatever, and then somebody needs to make decisions for them. We also help get that kind of care for their loved ones. Well, there are ways around around certain laws. It's perfectly legal. It's not crooked. Where pe- families can maintain property and things of this nature through. Uh, I won't call them loopholes. I mean, who in loopholes? But they're perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know that's well, yeah. the way the law is written. Yeah, we do a couple of types of planning for that. One we call proactive. So if you right. can come in before anybody's in any danger of going in the nursing home, as far as you know, or needing any kind of skill or care, we can look ahead and and do some some planning for that to try to protect the family's sure. assets. Right. Another kind of planning we do we call crisis, which is, you know. Mama fell and broke her hip. She's in the hospital. She's going to rehab. It doesn't look like she can come back home. What are we going to do? Are we going to lose everything because of this? And so we can Mm -hmm. do a a few things. Your your options are obviously more limited the later you are in the planning process, in that process. But there are still things we can do to help people. I'll never forget what I heard an attorney say once. I went to a a, a seminar, if you will. was here in town. It's been years ago. And he got up to speak. It was about planning mm-hmm. you know and, and estate planning he said folks we've got quite a bit of ground to cover here okay but he said i want to sum this up before i ever get started don't do your estate planning with tears running down your cheeks yes 
That's yeah. That's a great way to think of it. It's a great way to think of it. You know, and I, my, I have two brothers, and we were very, very grateful. Mom and Dad did a lot of that before mm-hmm. we before we got into that, you know, the rest home, nursing home situation, and all that. And a lot of that was taken care of. Yeah. And folks, you need to get with this lady if you if you don't have, especially some of us that are getting older. My wife and I are reaching that point. Okay, because uh, I'll be 64 next week, as a matter of fact. My wife's already 65. She's going to kill me when I get home. So you might want to look at my will. We, sure. say, we may need to do some crisis planning for you right now, Ed. My, that wouldn't mean anything new. My wife will tell you that. It's been, it, it's been a crisis for 40 years. Bless her heart. I mean, no, but, it, uh, but what you do, there is a purpose to that, you know. And the politicians wrote the law. And yep. a lot of those guys and gals worth a little money. Mm-hmm. So they, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's we we tell people it's the best gift you can give to your loved ones if you can take care of things before, because you know, like you said, with tears running down your face, it's no one wants to have to. You're not going to make a rational decision out when you, right. you've got grief yeah. and then having to deal with logistical administrative stuff on sure. top of that. It's, yeah. No one wants that. Um, and well, a lot of things we see that come in could have been prevented with. Some planning back just in the a day. little just, just a little a, even things like know. a power of attorney right go ahead and designate who you want to make your financial decisions your health care decisions if you can no longer make them because if you don't decide right and it comes to that then the court has to decide well see here's the thing too uh i went to see our local attorney uh one of them around of course there's plenty of them were plenty of y'all around the square there here okay are, yep and uh when we did when we did that and one of this attorney uh you know uh, I called him up. Mom, we had lost mom some years earlier, and then, as a matter of fact, we lost dad as of uh, January. We lost him eight years ago, mm. and so I called the guy up, and he offered his condolences and and everything. And of course, you know, y'all get to know people mm. over a period of time, and you're you're doing a very personal thing. You're into their finances. You're into you know what's going to happen when you when you leave this world. And he said, "Well, Ed, where do you stand?" Because he knew I had two brothers. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I said, there's no one standing around with their hand out. He said, that is the best news you could have told me. I said, well, we've agreed we're not going to. We agreed years ago, before this ever came up. We're not going to do that. Mom and dad wanted everything a third, a third, a third. And that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. A third, a third, a third. And we all knew that. That's the way it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell when, that's the way it still is. You know, when, when clients come in, and one of the questions I ask them if it's a probate matter or conservatorship, anything like that, where mom and dad are involved, and I'll right. say, "How do you get along with your siblings?" And if they say, "Oh, we we get along great, we're all in this together," I tell them that is the, that's such a blessing. They have no they idea. Have no, this attorney told me he said you would not believe the families that have been ripped apart over a, a, a picture. Yeah. A watch or a ring or just anything you know <laughs> and which stuff which i find i chuckle at but some people don't that's not funny to them you know they're mm. really serious about so we decided all that early on and i've told this before it was a couple years after mom had passed and uh, we were down at dad's and um we were sitting there, and I think it was July 4th or Labor Day or something. We got together, grilled some burgers and hot dogs and all that, you know, like most families do. And uh, 
we were sitting around after we, we ate that afternoon. Dad's sitting there in his easy chair. And all of a sudden, he said, I'll tell you what, kids. He's talked to us and our wives. He said, y'all need to get out here and get this junk out of here. <laughs> I, said, I said, what are you talking about? He said, all this junk. He said, get this stuff, start clearing it out of here. <laughs> he's, ready, he's ready to get rid of it now. Uh, I said, well, Dad, I wouldn't call it junk. He said, hell, it ain't. It's junk. <laughs> It's, it's a bunch of junk. It's a bunch of stuff, you know. Yeah. And as you've been married, they were married more than 50 years. You accumulate a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But he, he felt that way about that. He said, clear it out. I don't want it. Is this for us? Jeff. Oh, okay. Jeff is on the line. Jeff, I think we've got you up. Oh, go ahead. Jeff, you there? Yes, I am, Mr. Ryan. How are you doing? How are you, sir? I, I just want to tell you, y'all were talking about the city schools there. There was a... Uh, I like you what day it was in this week's paper that was talking about the uh, five-year plan to county schools. Have you seen that? No, I have not. I, I have not seen that. I okay, well, it, 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 it was a five-year plan. So it was, uh, like, I think the first year they was going to, like you was talking about, get rid of all these portals and things. Uh, I guess right. they going to build uh, buildings where they're going to do to, the, I guess, the older houses. I want to say, like, Riverdale and Oakland, some of them. Right. The schools, like, always, like you said, get rid of these portables. Like you was talking about Rockville was out there and things. Right. There was like five schools. I forget, I forget which ones they was, but there was five of them high schools. And then it went on and on through each year. And then the last year of it, the Feet of the Day talking about building a new high school. And I think they said, what, it, what, what I read, it sounded like they was going to try to open the new high school by 2027, it said. But they, but they said the land was going to be, they said it would be somewhere out at 840, they said. But they said just to purchase the land. Not not no not to put no bricks or no building on it. They said just the purchase of land was over five million dollars. They say. That's oh, every say. bit of it. Every bit of it. Just purchase yeah. land. That's what they say. That's what they say now. That's what right. they say. And, yeah. and, and they said it was going to. That's why. Yes, it's not like it was going to open in twenty in twenty twenty seven. They they don't know where it's going to be at. Of course, they got to buy the land. So it's like you say. But, sure. Uh, but it, but it, it, it was in the local paper this week. I forget what day it was. What they had a pretty extensive article. Article on it talking about what they have to do to like build a certain not certain schools like elementary, middle schools, things like that. Of course, like you say, to keep up with the growth and things like that. Because I know they did the deals on the rezoning, like the lady on the city school board there is talking about rezoning a lot of kids and things. So I, I know it's a big problem for the uh, for the schools, the growth and and such as that. I know build build the build the schools. So like you say, you got to have them. Like you say, and, and you got to. Like I was talking about the earlier the lunch. You know, kids got to eat. They can't can't starve to death. Can't starve to death. They got to eat something. You know, and things like that. Like you say. But well, good nutrition. I, yeah. I, I mean, when I was in school, the lunch was about, was about 55, 60 cents when I was in school. That's what they was. Of course, we paid. Of course, we paid it every. And we paid it every day. Of course, if we didn't want nothing free, we paid it. So. I don't I think I've that seen that. that. Jeff, let me ask you something, because you listen to this show. I hope you listened last week when Claire was on. And of course, she's with the county school board. And we've got Amanda here with the city school board. How do you feel as a citizen of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County? How do you think these folks are doing? On the board, I, 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 I think they're doing pretty good as far as the, I mean, as far as keeping up with the with the building and and you know and things like that. I know some people don't want to. Uh, there's some state legislators don't want to spend no money on schools. Of course, I know that there's some kind of school. I'll get worried that Laverne or some or someplace, some prep school that 
the state of Peru. I've all seen that. Some right. kind of prep. Uh, mm-hmm. Some kind of college, the college prep school or some some kind of school for. Uh, uh, we're talking about something about competitive schools or something, but I know people. Some people don't want to spend on schools, but I mean, to the necessity you've got to have them. I mean, we can't build. What are you going to do? Build one room schoolhouse all over the place? I mean, we can't have that. <laughs> We'd have schoolhouses on, on the, every 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 corner. It would be a big room. Neighborhood have schools all over the place. You got right. to build them. You can't. It's yeah. a necessity. It's like roads and everything else. You've got to have them. I mean, it's a necessity of life. You, you've got to have it. So I mean. But I think they're doing a good job as far as the, and all the COVID stuff. I, mean, I don't know too much about the mask. I know there was one state they said they suspended a bunch of kids or something, and the parents had got all out of sorts about it. But I think if they wasn't they wasn't wearing masks to school or something, I forget what state it was. And the parents about went nuts on the school board or wherever it was. About like Williamson County, that night, I think they will kill somebody over at the at the meeting. You know, of course, you know all about that. Well, I'm grateful we haven't had that situation here in Rutherford County. Well, do, my knowledge is city. We, we, we have some sense. We, our, our school board meetings are, are sensible. We don't try to kill people. So, you know, our, our, things like that, you know. We don't try to murder people at the school board meetings. So we have right. some sense over here. But, Jeff, thank you. I, I just want to let y'all know about that, and, and I enjoy your show, and uh, hope y'all have a good week. See y'all. Thank you so thank much, you, Jeff, Jeff Neal. Thank you. Yeah, well, I agree with with Jeff about it. You know, it's a necessity. I think of it as an investment because it is public. I just feel like public education is it's a one of the best things we can invest in as a community. You think about it; these kids are going to grow up. They're going to be your neighbors. They're going to be your employees. They're going to be they are uh, right. You having an educated citizenry, a community is very important, and it's part of what is attractive about a place. Right got good schools you're going to have a good educated workforce a good educated population making better decisions for the community it's it's the best investment we can make and it's a great leveler if done right because everybody sure can go sure Everyone, and that's that's one of the things know. that's so important to me about our schools is making sure every kid who comes in there is treated as an individual right their specific needs are met and we make that kid grow to reach their potential i think sure. that's the dream for our public schools i, th- I think it's always been that mm-hmm. for 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 common sense people, you know, and now private schools, there are schools that specialize. For example, my nephew went to Central um, Middle, the Magnet School. Is yeah. that what that is? I, I've never it, Central Magnet. Yeah, my, I've got a kid there too. Got a great education over there. Bright kids. Now these kids are, they're the engineers and the you know the smart. I mean. <laughs> They are, but I think we've got those kids at every school. (laughs) They're not just there. Yes. He wanted to go there because he was into electronics and mechanics and all that. Uh, I think they built an electric car or something and they took it down to Florida. I feel like they, yeah, cross country or something. They did it. Always, what are you doing? You know? (laughs) But, I mean, it's no big deal, you know? They love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, now that's a different school, though. Dr. Ash is over there, fine mm-hmm. man and smart man and uh, truly an educator, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I saw a, a thing. Uh, it was on 60 Minutes Tonight before I left the house. And we're losing nursing, nurses. It's because of this COVID thing, okay? Everybody's worn out. Is that happening with teachers? Or do we have a teacher short? Because Claire was not optimistic. I won't say she. she, she I should. I shouldn't say that. I'll let Claire speak for herself. I mean, she's she's a big girl. She can speak for herself. But it is something to be concerned about. I'll put it that way. 
we're not seeing teachers leave in droves from the right. city schools, probably okay. not from the county schools either, but we are worried because our teachers are exhausted. They were they were yeah. exhausted before COVID <laughs> and now it's it's double. And right. when we're looking at the pipeline coming in, that's that's the worrisome part. We don't right. have enough teachers. We don't have enough young people still wanting to go into education. And I mean, I think you can look around and see why it may not be the most appealing I've, career choice. I hope, I, I think it is. You know, I yeah. want to encourage people to go. I think it can be a wonderful and fulfilling career, and especially in city schools. Right. But, you know, but it is, it's it's not just here. It's it's all over. People are worried that we're, we're not keeping the, the pipeline of, of teachers coming. Well, I've demand. had former educators, I'll throw this out there on, for example, Facebook, social media. And it's a shame. Because, you know, I would never get into teaching this day and age. That's what they former say? Edu- yeah, I've yeah. had former educated people with 30, 40 years teaching. Good teachers, good people, common sense people. And I hate that. That's bad. But with the situation the way it is, our state legislature has taken away their collective bargaining rights. You know, we want to throw them like a, you know, a dollar an hour raise and, you know, jump up and down well this is a big deal no no it's not you know come on you got to pay these people a teacher is a pay is a professional you know teaching is a profession it's not something you just i think woke up one morning i think i'll go i'm gonna put an application we'll be a teacher day it doesn't work that way folks these folks have many many hours of training and and schooling and and all that you know you can get a phd in my in uh, in in education as well you know, and we have several of them here in this county. I'm proud to say we do. We do, but um, I hope we don't have to cross that that bridge. But I don't see the growth stopping. Claire and I discussed it last week. It, uh, not anytime soon. I really don't. And Rob Mitchell, our county property, says it doesn't either. Yeah. And um, it can I be mean, a blessing and a curse. That's exactly know. what I was going to say. I mean. We go to these um, state meetings of school boards from right. around the state, and a lot of the rural areas we have completely different problems. You know, we're trying to figure out how to how to house sure. all these kids and make sure they mm-hmm. still get a quality education, and they keep coming and keep coming, and they're losing kids. You know, it's just it's a it's a very different place. So it is a, it's. I'd rather be here, having people want to come join us, and a growing community <laughs> than a place people want to flee. But there are pains for Going sure. To flee, okay. <laughs> Um, good friend of ours who's become a good friend of this of, of, of this broadcast and, and other broadcast uh, city councilman Ronnie Ronnie Martin yeah when I first met Ronnie we had him up here for his first time and a good fellow smart man banker had dealt with numbers most of his adult life he went through a budget process for the city he said Ed I've never seen so much to do in my life y'all are getting ready to do the same are you in are you already into it or we are because start- I know you mentioned this yes we are starting the budget process right now and I'll, I'll tell you you know so I've been on the board now four years coming in I'm in my fourth year and still learning about how all our schools are funded because it is so complicated we get local funding mm-hmm. we get state funding we get federal funding some of it's earmarked for one thing others for other things right but in our budget process right now we're in the the early part where we're trying to get um input from people what what do you want the budget to prioritize what do you think maybe not because i mean we all want to fund everything right but we have to make hard choices so i'll invite the public anyone who's listening please let let me know i'm about to submit my 
paper to the administration where I say, these are the things I want to see prioritized. And they get those from all our principals, from the board members, when they take all that under advisement. But I feel like my role as a board member is to be that bridge with the community. So if you've got something you want to see in the budget, you think we should be funding more, or you think maybe we shouldn't be funding as much, please let me know. Give me a couple on your list. What do you think should be funding more? Just a couple, if you can. Sure. Uh, Let let me say this, folks. This lady's here tonight, she doesn't have a single piece of paper in front of her. I do. I've got all kinds of paper over here. But she doesn't have a single paper or anything in front of her, (laughs) tablet, none of that. She's talking right off the top of her head. What do you got? Sure. So one of the things that I have, a couple of things I've heard from people who have reached out to me already, I, I agree with. And these are people in the system. Now, I trust them. Right. You know, I have one view of the school system, but they're in on the ground level day in and day out. Sure. Some of the things that they have told me are mental health services and counselors. We have, uh, it's kind of along the same lines as with the food. If our kids aren't functioning, if they don't have the mental health supports that they need in the schools, they can't learn. Understood. And, you know, unfortunately, that falls to the school system. It may not be our top part, you know, our, our purpose for being there, but it falls under under us. So I've had people within the school saying, please, we need more counselors. We need right. more training maybe for teachers for how to handle kids when they are having some mental health problems. And we've seen more of that since the pandemic. That's right. a problem. Um, a second thing that I've heard from more than one person in the system is that we need additional funding for our English language learner students. With our growth, we've also had a lot of families moving in where English is not their first language. True. true. And so we have yeah. students in our schools and where, you know, there are students when they when they come to our schools, there are babies just like all the others. Sure. And our job is to educate them just like all the others, but we have that additional hurdle of a language barrier initially. And um, what I've heard from some people in the system is that we need we need more funding for additional teachers who specialize in that and training as well for just regular classroom teachers who have kids in their classes who are learning English while they're in there along with the content they're teaching them and maybe some additional training for them about how to best reach those kids. Right. Yeah, because uh, if I remember right, and you may know, you or your husband might know better than this, as I'd always heard, English is one of the hardest languages to learn. That's what I've heard too. I mean, I'm I'm grateful I'm a native. so many different meanings for different words. Sure. You know, and different sounds for the same... It's, yeah. It, like, is it woman or women? I don't know. <laughs> right. right. And then you and I have the extra hurdle of growing up in Kentucky for our, that's our, our native English. <laughs> I got an education in Kentucky. <laughs> Just talking about, we're, we're kind of. I was know. the only one that drove a car to third grade. <laughs> All the other kids thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know? sure. <laughs> Zach, do you have a call for us? Yes, Austin Maxwell. Austin Maxwell, I believe I do know him. Austin, are you there? I am here. How are you? From heart. I'm good. Hi, good Austin. Afternoon. Hey, Amanda, how are you doing? Doing just fine. Well, I was calling to give you a shout-out. You're a brave lady to get on the Ed Raymer show. He's a, a rough, rough character. All right, thank you for calling, Austin. Let's go ahead and show you. <laughs> no, we just got back from... Hartford, Connecticut. We've been listening, driving in, and have enjoyed listening. And, well, thank you. Uh, you know, a good show, good discussion. Actually, we may, may give you a call about my mother, Amanda, because I've got some issues there in terms of power of attorney. But I did have a question for you. Um, really <clears throat> portable. That's been a big thorn in the side, it seems, in the county. Uh, how are you guys handling that, or are you just guys not, not facing, I guess, the amount of portables and stuff like the county seems to be? 
We- and uh, thanks for doing this show with Ed. Um, <laughs> and thanks for all you're doing. It's not an easy job. I know that uh, firsthand. I was going to say. Hang up and listen. Okay. See- Austin, it's not like she's walking into a burning building with me. I mean, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm just picking on you. <laughs> I know you are. Tell Claire I said hi. I will. I all right. I just got back in. We'll listen in. Okay. Thank see. you, Austin. Thank Appreciate you. it. Austin Maxwell. Uh, yeah, what is – we've got – of course, the county's got a bunch bigger system. I yes. understand. Much M- more Many children. more buildings, yeah. a lot more A lot more um, students. That's a great question. Thank you for calling, Austin. I know you see this firsthand behind yes, the does. scenes all the yeah. time, so you know what it's like when it's not at the board meeting and all the work that goes into it and the thinking and the stress and the emails and calls. Um, So, but, but for portables, I don't want to misspeak, but I believe only one of our schools still has portables and we don't have students in them for classes. I think they're used for things like a teacher meeting room, something like that. There's no main classroom in any of our portables. Um, I'm grateful for that. I think it's a safety issue, and I know I think that Claire sure. has brought that up for the county. Sure. Um, yeah. I know my son is in uh, a portable uh, in one of his classes at right. Oakland. You know, at Oakland, a, okay. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a real issue. But I'm glad we've been able to avoid that, and we want to keep avoiding it, which is why we're having to look ahead and plan for this growth. We're going to go to our last series of breaks. Amanda Moore has been good enough to stop in here with us. Zach's on the board doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, Max uh, Austin for calling, and thank you, Dave, for calling. Excuse me, belching here. Uh, Zach, take us to our last series of breaks, if you would. You're listening to the Edwin Lee Ramer Show. I'm Ed Ramer back with you right after this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.borough.com familylegal.com. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Muller's Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I felt so alone 
scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. And Amanda Moore is one of the singers actors our last series breaks. And uh, you're talking about the budget process. You have you have you done any budget work anywhere else? I know this is the first time. Is this the first time around you with the budget process? We'll no, see. we do it every year. So this every is year, so you've had a taste fourth. of it already. Yeah. This is your fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, how much money do y'all need a year, roughly? I should know that. I don't know that off the top of my head. It's millions. I, I really oh, yeah, yeah, I, I once that. you get past a certain point, it's, yeah, you know. I know. Yeah. Really, it's more about the allocation of it for me than about the right ultimate because that's right. kind of fixed. It's not like we can go get more money from someplace. Well, that's one thing I've said about city, county, and state governments versus federal government. You guys don't have the ability to print money. Federal <laughs> government's right. only people can do that. You know, fire up the presses, they'll print some more. Well. Y'all can't do that. No, we can't. You must work within what you get, you know. But um, uh, I know it's it's going up all the time, and I'm not one of those, you know, that, that hollers about it. You know, I've said this. I'll say it right here on the show, folks. If my wife and I have to pay another $100, $200 a year on our property tax to, because Rob Mitchell says so, so be it. You know, for our kids to have better schools, good roads, police protection, sheriff's office, fire protection – you know, all the infrastructure that it takes. And this is a different world we're in. And now, another thing is broadband. You know, I'll tell you something that happened to me, and I've told this on here before, and I know it gets, I'm a bit repetitious with it. But I had, uh, I was doing some some work. We were during uh, years, a couple years ago on one of the campaigns, and I was trying to put together a, a whole link of radio stations where we could do a debate and have, a, have it uh, simulcast. On say ten or twelve of the stations, okay, and I was in smaller towns, and I noticed that at every McDonald's, for example, it was around three three thirty. Those places were packed. I said, "Don't these kids get to eat anywhere?" It wasn't necessarily that they were there doing that. Stephen Reynolds talked to me. They were there because they didn't have internet at home. They they had no Wi-Fi. They were doing. They had their laptops and were doing their 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 homework. At McDonald's or maybe Hardee's or what? Maybe some of the some. And that's where they were, and their parents would pick them up from there. Uh, do we have? Does everything? Most of your kids have internet. I, mean, I would say in the city we should have. Most of them should have access to it. You would hope. Yeah. Would we, hope. I mean, places in Williamson County that don't have it. Uh, well, this was one thing that really I think became laid bare by the pandemic when we first sent kids home and we had parents mm-hmm. saying why did we have to stop school we could be doing online school sure we had a lot of kids who would not have been able to tune in for that and it took sure. it took time for us to get enough devices for kids to get hot spots because not all of them had wi-fi at home not right. all of them had yeah. any sort of you know fast enough internet that right. would allow them to connect to classrooms so we've made a lot of progress on that in the past two years right yeah. um, so hopefully now whenever we you know 
I hope we never have to go on poly virtual again. Oh, but um, but I'm if we do, I, I don't think know how you did it. We're better. You know. We're better equipped now to right. be able to do that if we had to. Well, and it's you know it, it's uh, my good friend Stephen Reynolds who ran for Congress a couple of times, uh, and he, he preached and preached and preached. It's like people just didn't want to hear it. You're wanting these big companies to come in here, all over the county, and like I said, there's places in Williamson County one of the wealthiest counties in the state of Tennessee that don't have Wi-Fi. I thought that was impossible. I thought, you, you know, Williamson County, come on, man. You know, there's places they don't have it. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Reynolds made it very simple. He said, look, these companies are not going to come in if they can't plug in. And this stuff of, well, by the time you get here, if you'll come here, we'll have it ready. No, that ain't going to get it. That ain't going to cut it. We've got to have it ready now, you know, ready to go. And get them in here, and it's, it, you're, you're set. You know your your infrastructure's set there. Your your broadband's up and running. Everything's going. Bring them on in. Mm-hmm. It's a real drawing drawing card. It and is especially for edu- education too, because y'all are, kids are learning on laptops now. You know. Yes. Yeah. Have they taken the place of a lot of books? To some extent. I would say less so for our students in city schools right. because we're younger okay. students. But right. I know just from sure. my own kids in high school, it's, it actually makes it really hard to be a parent right now to, to police time <laughs> on devices. Yeah, um, I, I think people could agree because mm-hmm. they're on a device. I'm doing my homework. <laughs> Are you? I don't know. Because your homework very well could be on there, but so can other yeah. things. And it's, it's a lot harder to yeah, say, you know, right. you got to be off the device by this time. I'm still doing my homework. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there is a lot a lot more, I think. even, And I think a lot of that did shift during COVID because right. teachers became um, more comfortable and more used to posting everything online. You know, if students were home for quarantine or if they were sure. distance learning last year. And so I think some of that has continued over. Well, I came from a generation, I know nothing about what I know about computers. Like I told you out there, I let these guys here do my, my thing. They hook me up with Facebook Live. I don't know how they do that. I really don't care. <laughs> Just make the magic happen. I don't, right? don't want to learn anything else. I, you know, And, you know, to them, though, it's it's second night. This is the way they, this is the world they have grown up in. They know this. I've said it many times. If you don't know anything about your new cell phone that you just got, if you'll look up your nearest six or seven-year-old on your street, they'll be glad to walk you through it. If, of course, the price is right. <laughs> and, but I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't get into all that, you know, and I let them do that, and that's fine. What I know about a computer, how to work on it, is because my wife's been on one all, all these years. She's an accountant, and, yeah, she's got the mass communications degree from MTSU, and I've got the radio show, so I don't have a degree. I don't know how much happened. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to us, though. Totally. Okay? <laughs> but... Um, at any rate, I wish you luck, very good luck in your in your run. Thank you. I know you're biting off a lot to chew, even though we're getting hopefully out of the COVID situation. Um, anything else that we might have missed? Anything you'd like to bring up? I think earlier when you asked me why <coughs> I wanted to run, we got off onto oh, COVID. Yeah. Um, right. it, it, so I feel like after four years, I now f- kind of have a better handle on what's involved with being a school board member. Um, it's a lot more than what it appears to be. Right. And like I said, I've got, a, you know, a better handle on school finance, on our policies, right. even on just, you know, 
who is in our district and what they do. Sure. That took a lot of learning just to figure right. out who who everyone is and all the different parts because it's a you know it's a huge operation that does a lot of different things. Um, and so at this point, I feel like I, I you know got that initial knowledge. Now I don't have such a steep learning curve and can really sure hit the ground running. And, and you know one thing about these buildings, uh, what gets me, you, you put up a brand new school or whatever it may be. Okay, that's it. We're out of here. No, you're not. Maintenance starts day one. Things rip, break, tear, or bend every day. Kids are rough. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how those doors hold up. <laughs> I mean, and when they run, they hit them. As, they hit them like a racehorse, man. I, I really do. But you know, the maintenance, uh, just the budget for maintenance alone, has got to be just unbelievable. You know, and especially for these county schools. I mean, and the bigger they are, the more money it takes. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's no. You say, well, it's brand new. It ain't going to take that much. Well, it might not for a year or two, but (laughs) it will before long. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. I appreciate you being here. It's a pleasure. Make your acquaintance. Please do not take what Austin Maxwell said to heart. (laughs) This has not been so terrible. It's not been like a burning building at all. Thank you for having me on. No, thank you very much. Zach, you can can release her handcuffs now. We'll cut her loose. (laughs) way i had to do claire <laughs> you know it's kind of, i will not go in there i am not going to, oh yes you are come on you're already here come on get in there <laughs> good luck to you stay in touch now your election will be in august that's correct okay yep. august right. 4th well you won't be in into that hot august weather that bad but it'll you'll you'll be doing some sweating out there it'll <laughs> be i remember from four years ago june, knocking july, on doors august. yeah june those, july those and august sweaty sweaty i'm telling you that <laughs> We're going to get out of here now. Give uh, Bill Wilson some time to get into his guest here. They're out there in the in the waiting room right now. Thank you, Amanda Moore, for being here. I appreciate your candor. Appreciate you running. Appreciate your service to the city of Murfreesboro. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you. for having me, Zach. If you'll take us off there now, till next Sunday at eight o'clock. I'll see you down the road. Good night, everybody. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 